Welcome to podcast 342 of Fight Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Duke, and for the second time tonight, I'm joined by Paul, aka Mad FM. Hello. And match of the Dave, Dave has a party. That You had a bigger one, Dave, but fuck it, I'm not doing know, it twice. How are you doing, I'm Dave? I'm, yeah, I'm very well, thank you. How's things? Awesome. Fuck off, Mad. On this week's show, we'll be checking in with how some of our saves are doing. We'll be talking about the FM24 data update, which, spoilers, has literally just dropped about half an hour ago on the day of recording, along with some of our own suggestions of players who we, we've noticed we've, have received some significant upgrades from the SI research team. We might even try and do our adventure in Wonder Kidland that we've been doing for three weeks. <laughs> and we definitely, 100%, will make time for a quiz because I've done the quiz. Gosh. But before we do that, gentlemen, let's have your winners and your losers. Dave, you can go first because we know what your winner is. Well, I actually wasn't going to do this as my winner, but you guys have, have mentioned it a couple of times. So um, listeners of the podcast may have seen, if they're avid Match of the Day watchers, that I, I was on Match of the match Day, day two. 2. Yeah, yeah Match of the Day 2 um, last Sunday. So it was, for the, it was the only game on, which was uh, Wall-Sheffield United. And uh, yeah, I was on the pre-match coverage. So um, yeah, really good experience and uh, nice to see myself on the big screen. Dave, I have to throw you it at you. could just watch this pod on a big screen and then you can watch yourself <laughs> Yeah, but that was like so 4K, like bang on BBC, you know. <laughs> so if you don't know, chat, uh, chaps, you can listen to this podcast on Spotify and all the other places. You can also watch us on YouTube. There you go. Nice some simple plug. Love us. Yeah. I was proud, Dave. I was. Um, it helped me climax. So that's always helpful. Oh, my word. <laughs> anyway. Mrs. Dupe says thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Paul, you're one of the week, mate. Sorry. He's lost his head there. Head's <laughs> <It's> gone. <laughs> I'm so tired. Um, my winner of the week uh, is... Actually, you remember I, I put out a tweet a couple of months ago, I think it was. like It was like father and sons kind of and, uh, in FM. Yeah. Um, and this week, the Liverpool game, we saw basically Lewis Kumas who's the son of Jason Kumas I think he scored and he was assisted by Bobby Clark who's the son of ex-Newcastle player Lee Clark and then another chap came on called Jaden Dans and his father was Neil Dans who played for like I think it was Leicester and Neil Dans he's got a son yeah. playing football playing for Liverpool oh my god and uh, he came on he replaced Kumas I think uh, so yeah all of those players were in that thread some of them came from me some of them were suggestions on that thread because that thread banged I remember back in the day but uh, yeah mm. football slash football manager fathers and sons it's been a good week we've got for Wolves we've got Scott Carson's son playing for our under 18s no as well yeah 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 wow yeah. That's Mad, cool. it? it's like our sort of well obviously you boys are a little bit older than me but even my era like Neil Dans I've seen him play a number mm. of times um, and I didn't think he was that old to have a kid playing for He's Liverpool like first team. So four, it's early forties, yeah. And Jaden Kamara oh, scored yeah, twice. Yeah. It's pretty mad. Yeah, it's yeah. Mental, isn't it? mm. That is mental. You know, you're getting old when this is happening. Uh, I'm just gonna say exactly the same. I feel <laughs> bloody old. It's thanks mad. for that. It's crazy. No, you are no, yeah. right. My <laughs> win of the week uh, is going to be uh, the town of Sirencester, uh, for which I will reveal all very shortly. Uh, saying that, Mad, loser of the week. I know mine. Who's yours? My loser of the week is me, Dupe. I had my in-laws over, my my girlfriend Sophie, who we've spoke about before, her two brothers over from France for like five days. And we know, to be fair, we, we actually nearly saw our Mitchell brothers at the weekend, to be fair. <laughs> oh, my um, 
<laughs> yeah. So that's me. Yeah, I didn't so play any FM since we last recorded, so I, I don't have any save updates. And it's sad. So after that massive speech you gave us of, oh, I'm going to win it before you, you've had a whole week without playing. Which and I've means, had a whole week of playing. Dude, but it means now I'm fully rested. I'm fully back to green mm. condition. And I'm absolutely ready. Although this weekend I'm going to Newcastle against Mr. Azaparazzi's Wolves. So probably oh, another yeah. weekend of no FM. But uh, okay. I, bring, I am bringing my right. laptop, so I might, might get some in on the on the bus and stuff. Maybe. Can't wait. Awesome. Dave, your loser of the week? Why is it you? Because uh, you're going to have to see him mad. No, not he's I'm not going. So I don't he's not a real fan. Yeah, plastic, plastic. mate. Yeah. Plastic. Um, plastic. I, don't, I don't think I've got a loser. I've had a very good week, a very positive week. I was actually going to use my winner of the week to say Wolves are in an FA Cup quarterfinal, which is nice and lovely. Um, so I do well, not have a loser of the week. Of semi, to be fair. I mean, you, you would like to back yourselves against Cov. I mean, I have to admit, I think you'd like to think you're going to go through. And we might even have a, a five-star pod semi-final, even a five-star pod final. Oh, I don't know. Fingers crossed. Um, we won't. That is we won't. confident. We've been City versus Liverpool. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my loser of the week um, will be... Um, oh, I do not... Dave, I'm going to go on your, your little thing there and say... I don't have a VAR. Fuck it, VAR. I hate VAR. I hate VAR. I hate the lot, the lot of VAR. Um, it's ruining football, and one day it will kill football. Um, we watched it in the League Cup, uh, the League Cup final with the Van Dyke header. It was offside. Then two days later, in the FA Cup game against Man United versus Nottingham Forest, we see a carbon copy, and it's not offside. Then they take forever say that Varane no so they're really quick to say Varane is not in an offside is not affecting the game and then they take forever to then decide that Casemiro who's clearly onside is then onside and it just wrecks it and then Bruno Fernandes gets his throat squeezed and he doesn't get anything done for it but if it was Casemiro anyway we've heard that before um Dave take it away save updates mate before I get too angry <laughs> no um I probably haven't played as much football manager as I would have wanted to over the last week or so, but um, still got a good chunk of the season done. Uh, pretty much finished the group stage of the Copa Libertadores now, so just smashed through that group, to be honest. I've just been drawn against um, Estudiantes from Argentina, who are a pretty good team as well. They're top of uh, the Argentinian league at the moment, so it's going to be a tough task, but I think I'm more than strong enough to... Um, to hopefully go and beat them anyway. Um, in terms of, I think, where we left off last time, I just smashed that Sao Paulo State Championship, finished unbeaten at the top. But then I think it, the top, it, it, it's weird. It's like in a league format, but then it's broken into group stages as well. So basically you're going to a semi-final and I lost out in the semi-final in the end, which well, it was frustrating because I obviously would have want, wanted to win the tournament, especially after I won every single league game. Um, but um, it wasn't to be. So now we have full focus really. He's on well. My full focus is on the Copa Libertadores, but obviously we've got the league to focus on and and the Brazilian Cup as well. So um, I'm in the quarterfinal of the Brazilian Cup already, which is nice. Uh, in the league, it's been a slow start. I've had 11 league games so far, six wins, two draws, three losses, um, so 20 points. But it's it's weird. It takes a long time for you to sort of see where you are in the league because. A lot of teams, due to being in different competitions, there's like so many games in hand. Like I'm looking now, the team in third have played eight games, whereas everyone else around them has played like eleven or twelve games. So there's, it's going to be a big, big swing later on in the season, anyway. 
Um, so it's been a, it's been a steady start. Could have been a little bit better, but uh, like at the end of the day, my uh, my sole focus is on the Copa Libertadores. Um, in, in regards to transfers, because the transfer window wasn't quite shut, I don't think last time. Um, I signed um, a new gen from Racing in or Racing in in Argentina, a really talented young player. Uh, called Hugo R- Ramirez, but I really wanted to bolster the wide areas. I felt like the wing was one area um, that I wanted to add a bit more experience in, and I men- ended up getting Galeno, who's a-, a really talented player. Obviously, scored against Arsenal IRL a few weeks ago, uh, but he's 32, but still physically very good, very quick player, still technically and mentally great as well. Tried him a couple of times, but his agent was really playing hard to get really in, in regards he, he was desperate he was like Galeno will only sign if he's playing attacking midfield left um, and I don't play with an attacking midfield left so I left it for now for you know then uh, went back in and removed that straight away and we sort of negotiated and I got a contract done so his contract was up at the end of the season so I ended up um, agreeing a contract then signing him for about 600k um, he's been okay but unfortunately he's had a couple of long injuries and I've already seen his physical start to drop that little bit um, so he, he, you know, he's a good sign. I think the the squad is strong. I'm just, just trying to get a good amount of consistency from the team. I still think I've got to strengthen when the next transfer window opens because I'm not a hundred percent satisfied with my side so far. But it, it's it's going as well as it can be. I, I I really need to try and get a lot more FM play this week. I've slowed down a lot over the last couple of weeks. Not too sure why. I haven't really played that much at work, to be honest, like I was a few weeks ago. But in terms of just after work as well, I've just been ultra, ultra busy. Um, not really been playing it in, in bed or even sat at my, my computer to play it much, to be honest. So still making progress, just a little bit slower than planned. But so far, so good, I suppose. I don't know if we've talked about this, lads, before. We probably have. I've never managed in South America. I've never managed in Brazil then, obviously. Is there any crazy rules down there, Dave? Oh, oh, you've probably just been about seven thousand million hundred twenty-four thousand six hundred twenty-eight thousand games. <sighs> yeah, that, it's just um, obviously Dupes probably managed there more than me. I think the amount of games is frustrating. Mm. Um, like the Sao Paulo states, I'm sure there's reasoning for it, and maybe people, if they tweet us or leave us a comment on the YouTube, will probably explain it a bit more. You can sort of use that as your pre-season because you're playing lower league teams in that, um, and it's like a regional competition. But in terms of squad rules and transfer rules, it's not too difficult in Brazil. There's some competitions where you can only have a maximum of seven foreign players in your whole squad. Um, but other than that, it's not too difficult. And, and believe it or not, a lot of teams in Brazil financially are very, very good. Um, towards the top end of that, the, the, the Serie A, uh, you know, you have a lot of a lot of money. Um, it's when you get to North America. I think obviously America's just rules of their own, isn't it? MLS. That's where you're probably best to try and do Mexico for the North American Champions League. Um, and I know some of the Asian leagues are a bit difficult, but Brazil's not too complicated unless you can think of anything else, Duke, that I've missed out. The, the only thing I'd say is is the transfer windows are a bit weird. So if I remember rightly, the first... Because you, you play January to December. December, yeah. So you, you play in the, the calendar year, not the, like the, the seasonal year that we play in. So I think you have one like January to like April, which is nice. You know, you've got all that. And then it comes back up again in July. And I think you have like a month. So you have your winter window in the summer, our summer. So I think it's July to August. And then, so you still can get a lot of your players picked out for the the rest of August and then the end of obviously the start of September. And, and I do find that that's kind of when the European clubs are more active. Mm. And that's when you start seeing some of your players disappear. Um 
yeah, I don't I don't think there's many um that you're allowed. I think you're you're only allowed to loan out X amount of players as well. If I remember uh, rightly, I think it's only like six or seven over twenty twos you're allowed to manage uh, to loan out to to foreign club. So I think that's quite a tricky one. But the one thing is is like squad sizes are massive, so that's really handy. I think you can have like about six thousand players, so that's really helpful. <laughs> but um yeah, they are quite strict. Um and I think like in that winter window you can only add I'm I'm off memory, I think it's like five or six or maybe even seven players yeah. you can only add in that window. So yeah. if you lose a load of players you're into you, you still can you can only sign a handful. Mm. So yeah, it's pretty pretty tricky, but it is enjoyable. It's just a ton of games. Uh, and yeah. you've got to be in it for the long haul. Um, and also, you've you've got to know the codes for all the teams because you, you play with three-letter words and it's, it's quite annoying. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I think if I don't win the Champions League this year, I may end up topping myself because I couldn't do another season in Brazil. <laughs> it's just so, so long. But exactly. going back to the transfer, I mean, two points on the transfer stuff, actually. I had a lot of bids actually coming in from um, Corinthians for mm. both John Kennedy and Bremer. Uh, Brenner, sorry, who were obviously my two on paper best strikers. Um, and they were coming in on deadline day and I was rejecting them and then to come in for a higher bid and I'd reject that and then they'd come back in for the other one. So they kept bidding like a lot, like a lot of money. And I think, sort of going back to my point I made last week, saying that I was almost selling players just because I thought it was a half-decent deal rather than me actually thinking... I don't need to sell him. He's a good player. I need to keep him if I want to win the Champions League. So I think if I knew I was going to be at Bragantino for like four or five years, I probably would have cashed in on on one of them because they're offering over 30 million for them. Um, but, you know, because I want to win it ASAP, I, I just didn't decide to cash in. But I had an issue last season where, going back to your point in regards to the summer transfer window, where our window shut and I only had one senior goalkeeper and a lot of English Premier League teams were bidding for my goalkeeper. And unsettling him, I was like, "Shit!" So, and he did have a release clause, so I was quite fortunate with that, really. Um, but that is, that is one thing that can be a little bit frustrating, to be fair. Um, so, I need to be prepared for that as well this this season. But I mean, I know we've just spoken about a lot of negatives there, but don't be put off by it. Like, it is fun. South America is really, oh, no, it's really fun. fun yeah. yeah. Um, if you want to kind of dip your toes in, then potentially go to Argentina first. Um, it makes no sense, but there's more there's more teams in a league, but you actually only end up playing every team once in the league, I think, if I remember rightly. Um, and then it kind of goes into two groups and then it splits down a bit easier. But you know, don't don't be put off by South America. I think uh I think there's gonna be it won't be long before there's a, a long term save of mine in South America because I do enjoy it. I've just been very unfortunate that the two times I've done the the Pentagon that I've kind of got in and got out before before kind of making a, a proper go at it. So mm. um yeah, it is it is interesting. I tell you, talking about that and kind of just going on a bit of a tangent as well like um don't be don't be afraid to go out and try these different sorts of leagues and and nations. One of my favorite nations I've managed in in the recent history is Mexico. I really enjoyed my time in Mexico. Maybe not in this Pentagon because I got Chivas and I didn't know you could only sign Mexicans at Chivas, but like, it's pretty cool. Like, there's some really good fun, really good new gens as well, um, and there's some really good teams in Mexico. Um, and actually, when the more and more you play, the more and more that the MLS becomes better, uh, and then it's a more and more challenging time. But yeah, that's and that's a, a very short season. They kind of have 
um, an opening an opening league where you play every team once and then you go into like the top half play um, like knockout rounds until they find a winner and then you do the same for the for the lose uh, for the, the close which is always quite interesting when you have a look at um, like a club season history summary because yeah. the fucking lines go up down up fucking down I saw that in Mexico but, as well with a team yeah. yeah yeah it's really confusing because they have two two dots per season because uh, mm. it's where they finished in the close and the opener but yeah I recommend going to Mexico as well Mad, you should try it. You should try different leagues. Argentina, Almost like an idiot abroad. Argentina, um, inter- I've seen blogs and stuff on Argentina. It's interested me. I was going to actually ask you, like, is there similarities between, let's say, Brazil and Argentina? Are they all the league rules and how they look vastly different? I know Argentina is a bit wild as well. Um, but again, Argentina is wild. I, yeah, I, I'll be honest. I'm not as clued up on Argentina mm-hmm. as I am South America, uh, as Brazil, but Joe would be. Yeah. Joe would be a better bet, to be Joe fair, because... Obviously, he had quite a good fun with uh, with Raz in in Argentina, but the I think Brazil is slightly better than Argentina, if I remember rightly. In terms but, of in, in terms of quality, <clears throat> Brazil's yeah. better as well. I think like you can see even on my side, the values of Argentinians are like really low compared to good Brazilian players. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think it was the last eight or the last four at least of in the Copa Libertadores were all Brazilian on mine as well. Um, I think I remember last time I completed the Pentagon, I was stuck it with, I think I was at River Plate for a while. I had a really, really good team, but just couldn't compete with the Brazilian sides. Uh, I ended up joining Corinthians to get it done in the end. So still, uh, you know, if for a Pentagon, I would probably sway towards Brazil. But if you wanted to do a general save, I think Argentina will still be really fun because the quality of play that you get there is really, really good. I always thought what would be quite interesting on these... these um pentagons that people do and like me and david done is to do like second tier pentagons and don't do the top tier so don't go to brazil and south america go to fucking paraguay or something like that and, and yeah. make it even harder you know not, not paraguay like it, paraguay have got like popping up with some good players on here like the young yeah, striker no, signing paraguay but yeah i think it, do you it know what i mean because it's quite easy just to go that'd be quite cool to do yeah because i i mean i've gone <laughs> japan south yeah. africa Brazil, go to Mexico, go to England, and that's probably your e- one of your easiest like yeah. things. And you can probably get it done in ten seasons if you really got lucky, maybe fifteen. But like, imagine if you did, even if you did like the second tier. So instead of winning like the Libertadores, you had to win the oh, is, you have to help me with it, Dave. Is it what's the second tier competition in, in South so. America? Sudamericana. Sudamericana. Yeah. Then you've got the one in in Africa. <clears throat> you got the second best. Uh, which is what uh, I can't remember again what that's called. But Where is that? You know, the second best Champions League in in um, in South Africa. What's that? Oh, the, the lower Confederation one? Cup. Yeah. Yeah. So those sorts of ones as well. Then you got the Europa League to go yeah. around and do it. You know, just there's so many different ways you can mix up saves and stuff. But mm. I I I I have to admit, especially Dave will tell you as well that these these pentagons are just insane to be able to have uh, a little play and a little knowledge around some different saves and different leagues. This year, I mean, I know Football Manager introduced the Japanese leagues, but I've been blown away with how good they were when I did my time there and how good those new gens are going to come out of that that nation because they were insane. I'm the same with Sweden now. There's a lot of Swedish players I've seen through the save. And we talked about Lucas Bergvall a couple of weeks ago, but like, yeah. Seen, you're seeing tweets you're seeing you know some of the scouts like the the twitter scouts for example just they're they're, they're ballers like so yeah it's yeah, class it's good, good to go to different countries 
Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Yeah, and it's, it's it's good to like good to put you outside that comfort zone, right? Mm. Definitely, definitely, like because sure. it's it's so easy just to fucking just to go. Oh, we're gonna go Premier League, Premier League, Premier League, Wolverhampton Wanderers, Man United, Newcastle, that sort of shit. It's easy, isn't it? Yeah, you know, and it's good. I think there the thing is with though with these as well, like. I always think when you start a new save or doing, <clears throat> excuse me, a journeyman or Pentagon type challenge, I think the scariest thing is that you're joining the team and you don't know any players. Yeah. I always think within like five or 10 games, you've got a pretty good grasp on the team and who's good, who's bad, who should be starting. And you get sort of a knowledge and connection with the squad very, very quickly on FM, I feel. Like like I've, I've not been at Bragantino a year and I've already moulded my own squad because I knew who I wanted to keep. I knew who was bad. I knew who was good. I've checked the academy out. I've, I've seen who I want in the first team. So I think that's sometimes the scariest thing of it. If you can maybe just check out the rules before you join join a team. Um, but in terms of getting to grips with the with the club and the squad, whether they're new gens, whether they're real players, you, you do, for me anyway, I don't know about everyone else, I always feel that you can sort of get get the grasp of a team quite quickly. I think this, this moves quite nicely on to, to my save update, to be honest, Dave, because... We in the last one we we talked about how we got promoted into the Southern League Premier Central, and it was like we basically had to change the whole squad. So I think three players stayed from our original squad. So then you are going out and 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 again we don't have scouts. Like we have to just go and find players, trial them. I don't know these guys from Adam, and like it's just such a wonderful way way of playing the game that you you pick up these little guys and you're picking up the narratives that these chaps have played. And then again, at the end of this season that we'll talk about shortly, I've had to do exactly the same. I think three players stayed again, maybe four. And now I'm having to go out and find new players every single season. Brand new players I've never heard of. Because we're at the level now where like, you, you, I don't know these guys. You know, we might get the odd guy that, oh, look, he played for Wolves and back in, you know, in the youth days. And, and now we look at him here and you might know who he is, but I ain't got a clue. Yeah. But people do get worried. I think people do kind of, kind of clamp up with it right and go oh no I don't know where it is I don't know where it is I know there's a function you can actually click uh, play with like non-real players we talked about that before the, I remember yeah yeah we all yeah, said we wanted to try it, it. it we really need to I have tried it and actually again this is a bit of a tangent so what yeah. it does is um, it has every Premier League folks let's take Manchester uh, let's take um, who's licensed Man City yeah yeah Man City license so let's take Man City so what it will do is you'll have a Nor uh, a Norwegian striker called Bryce McBrysonson or something stupid like that. <laughs> you know, you'll have a Belgium 30-year-old in the midfield that will be called um, like Stephen Pina. You know, I don't, I don't know where that name comes from. <laughs> yeah, but do you know what I mean? Fair, yeah, so yeah. It, it, you do know who they are. But you don't. When you, you don't know it. anyone in South Africa, Dave, like your knowledge of players is just non-existent. You have mm. to go out and find them. And what it does do... Is I think it like hones your skills and it hones the way that you find players because you can't rely. Oh, I need a left winger. Oh, Jeremy Doku, uh, Julian Duranville. You know all these guys that we know and love that that FM Wonder Kids that play out on the left. You can't do that there. You have to go and find them. Okay, you got scouts. So how do you do that? You have to then go set your scouts up to do what your scouts want to do. Well, I can't even afford scouts to do that. So I have to go and ask my director of football. I have to go and trial players. I have to get them as many friendly as I can to hurry up to learn their attributes. It just hones the way you play the game. So sometimes pushing that boat out a little bit really does kind of, you know, two steps back, make, you know, three steps forward sort of thing. I think I think as well with that, I, I did it more more so in South Africa was when I needed a specific position 
um, I actually went on, and, and some people that play the game are going to be very analytical and like the st- statistical side of things. I'm, I understand it, but I don't really get into it so much. But there were times where if I needed a specific player for Supersport in South Africa, say I wanted a striker, didn't necessarily need to be a first-team striker, but maybe someone that's going to be a squad player. I'd look over in the Premier Division or even the First Division at times, see who was scoring the most goals in the First Division, uh, who could make the step up, and then maybe look at things like XG or shots per game and stuff. And then, obviously, I'd have a few of his attributes there, but not a huge amount, and sort of base my scout reports or get my scouts to get me some more info on those players. So sometimes it's just... I know it sounds like a lot of effort sometimes, but it's generally like 30, 45 seconds just clicking on a division, checking out some of the top scorers or players that have had the most shots or if you're looking at defensive things, players that have won the most headers or won the most tackles and just trying to pick different players out that way as well. Obviously, you've got your scouting network and if you're a big team or a team with a good scouting budget, it's going to be a lot easier. But sometimes you just got to, you know, go out your way a little bit more and it doesn't it doesn't take a lot of time to pick out these sort of players and it adds a, a you know a good element of the game to it as well you're not going to get 100% record I've signed players before by doing that and they've done a job for me for 6 months but I've probably spent a little bit too much much money on them but sometimes you'll come across a gem where you either know you're going to make money in the future or they do have a big impact on your team as well yeah and I think as well I mean we've gone way on a tangent from Penty <laughs> but that's like this is what we do. Right. Like, if you're managing the Premier League or a big club, it's going to take a good few seasons, but before you get that sense and that feeling of, I've unearthed a gem that no one else has. When you start to drift and go elsewhere, um, and I mean, I remember wherever I was managing there, um, when I found this Krattenmacher fellow that I was raving about, like in one or two versions of FM ago, sitting below in the third or fourth division of Germany, like if you start to branch out, you're increasing your chances of actually finding that player that no one knows about that actually could be a gem for you. And then you, the other thing is then it's going to increase that attachment to a particular club. And and, and I love this and, and, and Sophie's on to be by now, lads, but um, <laughs> finding a club that you potentially could like go on holidays uh, and coincidentally <laughs> manage to swing by. There was a famous story of some chap who managed to convince his wife to go to Bulgaria because he'd been managing some second-tier Bulgarian team for like 15 seasons in FM. And he was like, I'm just going out for the day, I'm going to do a bit of shopping. And he went to a game <laughs> and left her at the hotel, you know. But like, yeah. Can yeah, I just say, it's pretty cool. I got an easier way of doing that, man. Sirens. Just, just manage, your, manage your local <laughs> side. <laughs> <laughs> Hell of an easier commute, man, yeah, honestly. Fair, a lot easier save commute. A of, save a bit of money. Um, yeah, do. it's cool. Like. Well, Talking to Cyrus Hester, I think we should probably get on and, and kind of move mm. on to the next thing. But do you know what? Again, I, I love these parts of these podcasts where we do just ramble on, but it, it makes sense, right? And it is nice to go on tangents. Pandents? Tangents. But what we do need I can't actually remember where I left off last time. So forgive Every me week. if I go over if go over ground uh that we've already been on, but it's been a week and I've actually streamed quite a lot. I'll also want to say this is now like my sixth week of streaming every kind of time that I've said I'm going to stream which Bosh. I should yeah. good lad yeah where, where are you um, also I just wanted to add uh, I'll add it on a minute so yeah we got promoted I fucked up with the assistant manager had nobody to kind of pick a team for me we then had to kind of build everything in about three weeks to then try and do something in the division that we were in which was the Southern Premier League Premier Central we just got promoted into it when we first got promoted in that first 
game before we went and played, we were predicted to come 20th out of 22. Not great. The bottom four go down, the top one goes up, and then the, the, the next four would go into a playoff. We carried on doing bits and pieces and picking along. And if you remember rightly, we had a really good FA Cup run the season before. So we had a bit of money in the bank and we, we were due against a local uh, team to Hungerford to us, which are you know, not far down the road. It might, like My lads have played Hungerford under whatever they were, eights at the time. So uh, they're not far from us at all. Um, and we drew them in the FA Cup at the end of August. Um, but before we could play the FA Cup qualifying round, we had to play nine games in August, plus the 10th game being the FA Cup qualifying round. How mental is that? Are they fit enough not for that, really... at that at that level? Like, no, I mean, you know, we're the way playing the Saturday, of the game Tuesday. Work. Yeah, yeah no chance fitness. at all. We played Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. You haven't even got a physio. It's mental. <laughs> or a fitness uh, we got two. Actually, we do have two physios. Um, anyway, we started the season with a penalty win, 1-0, which was just amazing against a team that was predicted to finish dead last it was our only shot on target uh, we had a few players that we had brought in but nothing really amazing we then played Stratford a team that was predicted to go up and they smashed us I mean the scoreline not so much it was only 3-2 but uh, we were at home we should have done a lot better but we didn't we then had eight games to play and we won every single game in August and we started clicking. We started bringing some players in. One of the big players, literally, that we brought in was a chap called Dylan Barkers, uh, who a few people have mentioned to me that they know this, that they've picked this guy up before. Um, but in real life, he plays at Hereford. Um, I'm not sure this season or last season. Um, he played, for me, he played as a DM support. Um, six foot four, 16 jumping reach, 10 heading. Um, Put him up front. Yeah, he's... He scored a lot. No, I still played him as DM, but he scored a lot of goals. Uh, I'll be completely open and honest with you. Um, and we just kind of plodded along. We we did all right in the FA Cup. We did get knocked out in the second qualifying round. Our, our chairman just wanted us to get through the first qualifying round, so we were happy. We actually went out to Haven and Waterlooville, um, which, if we remember rightly, they actually had a big tie once against Liverpool, right, if I remember rightly. Mm. Um we didn't do very well in the FA Trophy either. We only got to the first round. So we didn't have these massive cup ties to help us with the money. But luckily our money from the season before was 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 really good. Um, we got to the December and we were kind of fifth, sixth in the league. Um, pushing to top of the league because we had quite a bad September with other games. And then we went on a run. And the run was pretty mental. We didn't lose a single game in January. We only lost one in February. We didn't lose a game in March. We didn't lose a game in April. We actually won every single game in March and April bar one, which we drew one or which saw us go up as champions, Ugh. which is mental Don't to go like back this. to back promotions. Like never this. think thought we were going to do it. Uh, 42 games played. We won 30 of them, drew seven, lost five. Uh, we scored 95 goals. We conceded 42, which uh, was actually second best, which for us is really good. And we finished on 97 points. That is Sirencester Town's highest ever finish, ever. They've never in real life got any higher than we have got right now. And we had Curtie on a couple of weeks ago and we mentioned it with Curtie. I am now a favoured personnel at Sirencester Town. Ooh. Brilliant. Um, we still have about 300 grand in the bank. Brilliant. Now, the big decision was, were we going to be putting the Vanarama National League south or north? Now, 
The question I want to ask you two, and whether this, I mean, we probably won't know the answer, but it's just logic. Um, obviously, you've got all these different expenses. One of the expenses, it's something that I've been kind of going into a bit more on my stream because of the fact that we are, we. I mean, I say we've got no money. We had no money at the start of the season, at the start of the save, right? Under expenditure, there was a thing called travel cost, mm -hmm. right? And it tells you how much you spend on <coughs> traveling. Um, it also tells you that there is um, like stuff like non-footballing costs and all these sorts of things. But the one I want to focus on mainly is travel cost. If we were in the, the north, so Sirencester is very much in the south. We're on the basically just north of the M4 corridor. If you don't know where M4 is, it's right at the bottom, okay? So in theory, the south would make sense. But because of the difference of things can happen, we could have been put in the north. And I wanted to know how much more you reckon it could have been. Like we, like if we were put in the north, we're not. We're in the south. But there's teams like right up fucking north that we're talking about. How much more it would have cost us as a club if we got put into that division rather than this division, and whether the football manager takes that into consideration. I know that's a really nerdy way of looking at it. it is. But I kind of sat there and I was like, I kind of want to see what would happen. So, for example, there's teams such as Scarborough. Kings Lynn, um, there's uh, Ultranum. All these teams are about two and a half, three hours away from from Sirencester. Um, and then, in fact, we're going to be playing Bath City. We're going to be playing um, teams like Slough, which are only just down the road for us. It's probably going to be half the cost of what it would be to go up. There's still some long games away. we got to go and play Molden and Tiptree. Joe's quite close to Joe. Uh, Chelmsford, again, quite close to Joe. That's sort of M4 corridor, M25. It's a really nerdy way of looking at it, but I'd love to kind of get my, my my head around it and work out, actually, would it cost a shit ton more and have the game helped us out by putting us in the South? But be, it would be interesting to see if that there was a big it's impact on that. Proper nerdy, though. I don't it? think it would. <laughs> I think, like you mentioned, teams like Kings, and that is a, that's a jawn, that is. like mm. I mean, I don't know if uh, for you, but like from West done, Midlands I've, and stuff, it's mad. I've like, worked in the kit at Kings Lynn before, yeah, it's a horrible and there's journey. just no nice way of going. Whereas like from yours, or from, let's say, from Siren Sister, I think it's a little bit easier to get up north in terms of road, yeah. like some stuff. So yeah, it might... It depends. I think that there are some teams like if say for argument's sake, you've got North and you've got South Shield for argument's sake. That's like a you know a mad journey in it really. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it would be interesting to see. I don't think it'll be. It's not going to be tens of thousands. But you, no, but it, it, it's just yeah, it's just something like it's another layer to the game that again I'm quite nerdy on the way I look into the game. It, it's just it's it, it does it's not gonna it it's not gonna stop matter. me from sleeping, but. It would probably matter a whole lot more, Zoop, if you hadn't got that extra cash, you know, the FA Cup run. And like, if you, yeah, you know probably. what I mean, you'd, you'd be keeping a lot closer in it because you're counting. Yeah, pennies. definitely. But, but I, we're, I we're talking about, counts, yeah. yeah, we're talking about the fact that obviously trying to sign players. So I actually was left with my left back, my right back, and my centre back, um, and an attack midfielder. That was it. Everyone else disappeared. Um, so we had to start trying to sign players. And now what we have got, the joys of, for example, the Southern Premier that we were in, there's like eight leagues that are on the same level. Uh, and though the top two go, you know, that's, they, they fill those slots. So all I could do was if I needed a striker, I just go across the other seven leagues and look to see who scored the most. And it kind of gives you a little inc in inclination of, oh, they're quite a good player sort of thing, or they should be able to step up. Um, problem is everybody could step up and everybody that wanted to come and join us we were paying, like last year, I think our, our wage bill was about 6K a week. Uh, kind of our highest earner was like £475. 
every man and his dog now want a thousand to 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 kind of like eight hundred to a thousand pounds a week. We're we're, we're non con. We're like we're part time. We're not professional team yet. There's it's a lot of money that we're trying to fork out. So we've picked up a few already. We've picked up a new centre back. Um, I, 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 let me read you his attributes. His name is uh, Omar, um, and you can kind of decide why you think I've bought this guy. Uh, his jumping reach is fifteen. Tackling 11, marking 11, heading 12. He's a centre-back. Um, his teamwork is 12, bravery 13, his height is 6'7", his strength is 5, his aggression is 13. <laughs> yeah, 6'7", centre-back with jumping reach of far, uh, 15 and heading a 12. Um, I wonder how we're going to play that chap. Uh, he's 30. He's a great oh, age. Um, decent, yeah. Mate, yeah. Even if you lose in 90th minute, mate, him up front, direct balls, mm -hmm. mate. But he has uh, obviously bright green, natural centre-back. He also has a unconvincing striker role that is, uh, is highlighted. No. that You could play striker, but I'm assuming that's just because they've chucked him up there. Um, Love that. And then we've also brought in another centre-back uh, called James Carragher, 23, born in Liverpool. Uh, and I don't know if there's any relationship. You were talking about father, is, son and all that is. jazz. I'm not sure. I'm James sure. Lee Carrigo, his name is. Um, if it is, we're gonna son playing. He does have a son. We're yeah. going to terminate his contract if that's the case. Um, so yeah, yeah, we've got him. It's definitely yeah, it's like, James Carrigo, yeah. Plays yeah, for Inverness. Yeah, Cali Thistle, yeah. Uh, I've got him at Oldham at Wigan, but again, yeah, this James is... James Lee uh, Carrigo, that's him, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um... So yeah, there you go. We brought him along. Um, and then the only other signing we've made this season is a chap called Yanderson. Okay. Um, we bought him from Fulham. Well, we didn't, he was a free transfer. Um, but he was on the books at Fulham. He's Brazilian. He's six foot five and he looks like a dream. Um, so he is very unambitious, but he looks like he could be an absolute legend. So I'm hoping that we might turn some cash for him. Um, but the back end of last season, we had a youth intake. We got a chap called Casey Wild Richards in. He was 15 years of age. He was just a striker, 12 finishing, but he's got 17 determination, 17 natural fitness, and he's pretty quick as well. So we said, you know what? The last four games of the season, we'll play him in the last four games of the season because we were already like up. Uh, four games, four goals, one assist, seven point five five. Average rating. Those attributes will be very good for you, like very good, especially with this like bit of pace or acceleration or whatever. Hundred percent. Yeah, he's only sixteen, so he he they automatically sign a, a, a two year contract. So we've gone for two years, but nice. um, we will kind of nurture him and see what we can do. But he he should be pretty good. Um, in the Vanarama National Vanarama National South, uh, we are predicted to be thirteenth at the moment. Um, so we do. It is only fourteenth of July. We've been whacking a shit ton of friendlies in. Um, we're probably three quarters of the way now. Um, when we start our first game of the season is at um, Welling away. Um, and quite nicely, we actually joined the FA Cup in the second qualifying round, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, one less game for us to win. But yeah, that's pretty much it, really. We're not gonna we're not gonna shift too much from the system. We have thought about bringing one of the wingers in because we've picked up a chap late of last year called Owen Heskiff, which is yeah, a chap that ex Wolves. There you go. Yeah, um, he came in at the end of the season with about twenty games to go, um, and he hit the ground running. He scored seven goals, five assists from that kind of shadow striker role. Basically, we had no wingers, and all our wingers were out apart from one. So I decided to bring the inside forward as a shadow striker, but on the right-hand side of the three, thinking it's going to do a very similar kind of job as an inside forward uh, and then ask him to kind of get out wide. And he was awesome. Uh, and actually when we signed him, we, we nailed him down to a two-year contract. Um, 
he he might even be one of those players that we'd sort of shift because at the moment he is valued at 200k uh, which could be quite beneficial for us seeing as our bank balance is 317,000. Um, we've been given a 14 grand budget for wage budget. So we have, we've kind of doubled that um, for this year. So yeah, you know, we've got 77,000 people on loan uh, on trial at the moment and we're just trying to work our way through. Um, but we are one step closer uh, and we got promoted this year and Mad didn't. So, you know, win or win it. <laughs> I'd have can to get promoted, but anyway. Question for Dave. Dave, last week, Dupe made a big, bold statement that he thinks he could win Champions League before me and I'm managing Swedish Allsvenskan Premier League. Mm-hmm. I, I've been in the Champions League two seasons in a row. Now, Dupe does play a lot more and probably faster than me obviously but oh can i just also can i just also add this before you add ask this question right okay um because at the start of the season last season i was adamant we were not going to get promoted i said that if we get promoted i'll do a 24-hour stream uh which i have been reminded of okay 24 hours is pretty much a season uh, and that will be happening very soon they have now signed me up to if i get promoted from the Vanarama National League South at the first occasion, we've got to do a 30-hour stream. Uh, I haven't actually said yes to that yet. Um, we'll see kind of, I'll say yes if we're gonna, if we're not predicted to kind of come in the top five. Um, but that's like another season and a half. So that could be kind of before the end of March. I could be another five seasons in, by the way, Matt. Okay. Before okay. you ask your question, sorry, I just thought I'd No, no, I, I'm looking at the calendar here because so... From from the first of April onwards, I'll, I'll have a lot more free time as, on my hands, as I mentioned last week. Mm. But I just want to check on on Dave. Dave, you were you were basically saying that nah, he hasn't a chance of getting there quicker than me. Do you still feel that way? Based on he's he's got another promotion already, and he's going to play a lot of FM between now and the end of March. I still I have still got faith in you, man. But the fact that you've not touched the game and he's smashed through another season, it's it's yeah. the odds are you know my it's. You know, I'm, I'm a league in. team now. You know what I mean? I'm in the Vanuama now. I'm an actual league that you, when you open the box up. So, I'm, you know. I, when do you start getting one. worried, Mad? Like, what division? I'm only five. So, what are you, five, five promotions, yeah. Five promotions no, in the Premier League. I, I mean, even if you get championship, championships are really hard league to get out of. And that's and consecutive promotions. Premier, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot. But <clears> the, one, <throat> the one thing I will say, like, definitely, without making excuses, you play, you do play, like, a hell of a lot and, and really fast. Which is which is like, it's a great way for you to get such a hard save through because you're really good at smashing through it, and, and I'm just not as good at that because I'm too fucking slow at playing. But so uh, did you say you're not as good as FM as me? Is that what you no, said? No, definitely not. Not that's as fast. Not, not as fast as you do for many things, um, but that's for another podcast. But my question to you is obviously, I, do you know what? I've had a few people in the chat this week's mentioning it because obviously it was quite a big deal on the pod mm. last week, and um, and I, I mean. I, behind the scenes and I'll be honest with you now I don't personally think I'm going to win it before you I mm. I said in my stream that I was doing it to try and rekindle your he's, fire rekindle he's your love back. Right? he's doubling back hang on hang on, hang on hang on hang on hang <laughs> on however I want to know what league I've got to be in and what position i got to be in for when you've got to start getting a little bit worried because in theory if you're saying oh yeah but April I'm going to have a load of time on my hand to play a load of games I've potentially got, I reckon, my normal month of streaming of March, because I've got nothing on in March. So my normal month normally takes me two weeks to do a season. Yeah. So um, let's say that's two more seasons plus a 24 hour. That's three seasons. I could be in the championship before you start doing your bit more extra time on my hands. 
Would you start getting worried in the championship? Do you start no. getting worried when I get to League One? I Would you start getting I'd worried when I'm worried. in the Premier League? I don't even think I'd be that worried in the championship because even at that, you've got X number of seasons to get out of it and then surviving the Premier League. And but let's just, just say, let's just say on the off chance, this season I get promoted. So you're in Next league, season I get promoted. I'll be in the National League. Yeah. Yeah, I'll then get to National League. Let's just say I then get promoted again, so I'm in league. I'm in league two. Not worried. Then I'm in league one. Not worried. Right. That then, then it's April. You're then going to play a game quite a lot. I've then got f- uh, f- two more seasons in April. I get promoted out of League One into the Championship, and I get promoted out of the Championship to Premier League by May. I've That's then too many back to got May. It's mate Forest Green. I'm just going to say Forest Green. I took a team that got promoted from the National League. So they got promoted the season before, obviously, and I took them as a fresh team. Uh, and I got back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back promotions up to the Premier League. I just... I, just, I don't... I'm building a team a every club. single year. A much smaller just club than to, Green. It's not that far off, to be fair. <laughs> I'm building a club every single year just to get promoted. So like this is... I'm not building longevity at the moment. I'm not trying mm. to buy players in... It's going to like get them in on and just sell them off. Mm. My focus is I've got 13 grand a week just to get us promoted. I think I could get us promoted this season. Still and worried. then we're in the National League. Not worried at all. Not an ounce. Okay, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I, I genuinely, I feel that um, I feel this is going to be a very difficult challenge, but it, it, hopefully it will make you kind of wake up and feel well, it'll give us, you need it, to crack, it, it'll crack It'll definitely on. give us something to chew on for, the, for each week for the, the rest of time. And right. I and it's I, like I'm gonna. I'll do sorry. a 24 every week if I have to. You know to. what? Like I saw the FM Winter up daily update drop, and I was like, okay, you know, at some I point I didn't. Not that I want to right now, but like I like I was kind of like, okay, that usually is when you start kind of starting to think about what might be mm-hmm. next. But I'm miles away from that because I could end. I'll probably just end up sticking with the save just so we can fucking have the banter. And I'm see, fine with it. See, this is what it does. This is what well, it I need, does. Man. I obviously need to play the game, so we might just start there and start you, small. Yeah, maybe start there. Yeah, it helps. Okay, super. Um, yeah, I think that's probably it for Simon Sister. Um, we're going to get promoted this season, going to then do five on the back, uh, smash mad, and then I'm going to fly to Ireland and shit in his letterbox. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> Hang on, is that permission? Is that permission? Right, okay, moving on. Uh, As mentioned on the day of recording, we have seen the official FM24 winter update drop. Uh, And while SI have dropped their own list of players, which had some substantial attribute upgrades, including the likes of Victor Boniface, Oscar Bob, and some of our earlier adventures in Wonder Kid Land uh, players, uh, we thought we'd highlight a few names that we've noticed that have had an upgrade. Uh, I've noticed that I've just missed out the names I can't pronounce. So Dave, talk us through your guy and who it is. Yeah, the names duped me start that FM had mentioned. <laughs> no, 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 I meant uh, the ones that you, you picked here. <laughs> yeah, wait, Sammy Schmodix, Wonderkid oh. Lands, Matthias Kvistgarden, maybe. Easy, um, no, I've it? picked out, I've picked out Victor Jokeres, so Swedish striker, playing mm. for Sporting at the moment. Um, he's possibly had, obviously he joined Sporting from Coventry in the summer, um, I'm interested in this because Wolves were, as per, one of the many teams heavily interested in him in the summer. And I think there were a lot of English teams that were like sort of scared to take the punt on him. And obviously a lot of English teams with FFP and stuff have, you know, been careful. Um, 
But Jokeres, due to his form, IRL, has had a really, really big upgrade um, in the January update. And I think, you know, I, I think Sporting will do very well. If he continues his form, Sporting will do very well to keep him. Um, so, I mean, you look at him now in game. I'll, I'll, if you're watching on YouTube, I'll make sure I put it up on the screen, uh, the comparisons. But looks a very, very good forward now. Um, so he's six foot two, physically unbelievable because he's, you know, for someone that tall, he's got 15 pace and acceleration, stamina at 19, natural fitness 20, strength 18. And then in terms of his attacking attributes, finishing at 17, composure at 15, determination 18, penalty taking 16, work rate 19, <laughs> just looks an extremely good player. Um, and even on the ball, dribbling at 14 as well. So one that I think on this update now it, 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 he's going to be a very very good striker for a, a good few years he also scored tonight against Benfica um, oh is he the second yeah. goal yeah in their uh, like semi-final of, I guess in their league cup um, the attack of the, the Portugal so you're, you're yeah, no yeah. better than that but um, yeah so yeah great player absolutely great player um, shame that Coventry had to get rid of him really because uh, that would have made Next weekend or weekend after, a bit more interesting day. Um, mm -hmm. I'm gonna, I've gone, I've gonna jump in it. I've gone for a, a player that is uh, in a team that's probably one of the, the shocks of the season, uh, and I've picked this uh, Florian Verts, who I have really enjoyed in previous versions of FM. Uh, I've, I've had him at smaller teams, and I've had him at a lot better teams. I, I brought him in with Manchester United save. Um, his overall up upgrade has just been phenomenal and and the lad is 20 years of age and, and here he has 17 passing 17 vision and 18 technique is just insane right that is just incredible levels of, of talent in that middle um he has he has composure of 15 dribbling of 17 first touch of 17 you could play him anywhere across that front front four like the, the midfield uh, the uh wingers out or strikers or even a number 10 you could even play him a little bit deeper um but you can literally play him wherever you want and he will still generate some quality quality play for you. And his his overall upgrade has jumped. Um, the only thing that does concern me is that he's a little bit lightweight um, and they haven't increased that because apparently, uh, I was looking on uh, on Instagram, he's been in the gym a bit and he's, he's bulking up a bit. So hopefully next year we'll see a bit more of a, a strength increase. Um, not that I'm looking at men in the gym on Instagram. <laughs> what a shame. Um, the other thing on him as well, I mean, that could be connected to, he, he did have quite a big injury as well. So he's, like, I was talking about a long, long injury. So he's probably not been putting in the you know, hours and hours and hours in the gym. So if he's, if he's got over, if he's gotten over that, that would kind of make sense. And the other Do you thing know what also makes me feel really, fuck, sorry. Do you know what makes me feel really fucking old? Everything. His date of birth is 2003. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm going to make my, 2000 I'm going to I'll make you feel worse shortly because I've got a 2006. But um, <laughs> the thing with Wurtz as well is, you know, we, we've just kind of been on a big tangent about, you know, go off into the other leagues and things. But if you are somebody who, who does like big big club saves, you know, somebody like Wurtz is, is attainable for a lot of teams. Mm. Um, because, like, granted, real life, he's very close to winning the Bundesliga, potentially with Leverkusen. But in game, do you know what I mean? He's, he's definitely going to want to go to a bigger club, bigger reputation, bigger league and all that. He screams to me that somebody... If United's story that they're doing at the moment, then they want to kind of get rid of players and clean up and do that. And let's just say they get rid of Bruno. This guy would come in and pl play that Bruno role brilliantly. 
mm. you know, apart from the fact he's not a whining little bitch. I don't think that's in his traits. Um, but yeah, um, there's so many clubs that looking at his attributes out of the box with this upgrade that I would struggle to say that he wouldn't fit into that starting yeah. 11. He's phenomenal. You know, there's so many players that he would overtake. Obviously not De Bruyne, probably not Udegaard, but apart from that, most other creative midfielders in that league, he would just walk into the team. Agreed. So, yeah, interesting. Go on, then. Make it about Newcastle, Mad. Hello. <laughs> I mean, it's hard not to with this one. Like, and, and I suppose in a little bit of a contrast to Wirtz, who's very much a 10, very attacking player, serious attributes. Like, I've, I've obviously looked at Lewis Miley here, but I started looking at, at much more out of curiosity, right? You, when I compare real life and in-game, he's 17, but has been a first-teamer for nearly all of the season. So, like, when you're thinking about ability versus potential, I know in-game already, before the date update, he had quite decent potential. Seeing him progress in-game quite well. He stays in Newcastle, generally, and his value goes quite high. Um, but what was it, I suppose what's interesting to me is I can see, when I look at the profile side-by-side, side, there's a couple of things that have gone down. But where I see some of his attributes kind of jumping up actually looks to be slightly more in the defensive areas. Like, his tackling um, has gone up. His... Um, I think it's his positioning has gone up by like three you know, from nine to 12. Um, physically, you can see like kind of double figures now for all his physical um, attributes, whereas before that wasn't the case, including fitness. Basically, what I'm seeing is like he's getting to be more first team ready and he's still only 17 in the beginning of a save, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, and that's more aligning. So uh, I think definitely like, you know, if if you take a kind of a look back, Definitely much more rounded midfielder and a more ready midfielder in game. And I think what that sets him up to do is actually set him up to be more likely to feature for Newcastle, either in the AI or if you're managing him in game. Um, and Dave, you, you know, sometimes you 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 have your finger on the pulse with the potential attributes and stuff. I don't know if that's moved, but um, he's he's someone I think is still figuring out where what position he's going to be. And in real life, in the last kind of month or so, he's been playing a lot more defensive and they've been pushing Trippier in beside him. So potentially, he may evolve into a defensive midfielder and that would be kind of a change. And he's, you know, you mentioned size. He's a big old frame. He's got a big old engine, good feet, good decisions. And um, interested to see what happens to him in real life and, of course, in game. But yeah, liking what I see. Awesome. Okay, perfect. Um, let's rattle through this quiz. Um, it's an interesting one. Uh, we talk about football manager all the time. So this is all about football managers. Uh, mm. I am going to give you each, we're going to go take it in turns. I'm going to give you, uh, football teams that this manager has managed at in no particular order. If you get on the first guess, you get five points. If you get on the last guess, you get one. <clears throat> okay. I hate no particular Simple. order. So we're going to start with no particular order. What I will say is that some of them may have been tailored to yourself, to Mad and to, uh, to Dave, to Mad and to Joe. So that might give you a little bit of a hint that they're not just randomers. So first off, Dave, we're going to start with you. So question number one: He managed Tottenham. You can have a guess here, or uh, or you can just go. Pa- I mean, it's worth having a guess. You're not going to lose any points. Glenn Hoddle is correct. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the next one was Chelsea. The next one was Southampton. Was Wolves, and obviously Wolves, and then. Over to Swindon can, Town. So, David, you get five points. Congratulations. Just, how did he not say Nuno? I can't believe he got that. I can't believe <laughs> he didn't say Nuno. It's fucking mind-blowing. Yeah, well, yeah oh, true. Oh, is it in order now? No, no, it's no order. It's no oh, order. 
The, oh, you, just, you say the in teams no in, particular in, order. Yeah, yeah, no, oh, okay, they just sorry. manage that team. Yeah. Oh, okay, I see. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Matt, over to you. Uh, your first one is Tenerife. Rafa Benitez is correct. Yeah, the next team was Napoli, Everton, Newcastle, and then Real Madrid. So, Matt, you get five nice. points too. I'm actually shocked you're better than I thought of this. Uh, David, question number two. Uh, Valencia. Nuno. Nuno is correct. Yeah, Porto, Tottenham, Wolves, and then Nottingham Forest was the list I was going to give you. Uh, they get harder, I promise. Uh, Matt, your next one. Question number two is Nottingham Forest. I already hate this. Okay. We can pass if you don't know. We should, we should not pass. It's okay. Take your time. We're not in a rush. Did he say? Did he say like how far back in life he's going with this? No. Nope. Nope. Are you going are, are to... some, of, are some of these could some of these be West Ham as well? Though? Uh, yep. Some of them could be West Ham, and I'll also say some of them could be some that people have already answered as uh, because they've got long job lists. So Nottingham Forest is your your number five. Would you like to have a guess or just pass? Because we have got nine each. Pass. So. Number four would be Norwich City. So he's managed Nottingham Forest and Norwich in any particular order. Fucking hell. Okay, I'm going to give you Pass. number three because you're not going to get it. Uh, this one's going to help you. He also managed Newcastle United. I didn't, really didn't want you to say that. He's managed Norwich Forest. Newcastle. Yep. Uh, we can pass. It's okay. Cause I'm happy with that. Norwich Forest and Newcastle. I've got to give you time because okay. like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next up, number two for two points. He also managed Brighton. Good God. Dave, do you know this? It, it sounds like it should be obvious. It is pretty obvious. I mean, Chris, uh, okay. Chris Hutton? I don't know. Is correct, Mad. Yeah. Yes, the next one I was going to give you was Ghana. Uh, Mad, you get two <laughs> points for that one. Well done, you got that on Brighton. Uh, Dave, next one. Uh, you have Real Madrid B. Lopetegui? Is correct. I was going to go Spain oh, under 21, really. Spain, Real Madrid, and Wolves. Dave gets five Before points. Before you going to catch me out with the B, because I, I, I knew he managed mm, the first team. I didn't know. There's going to be some more in a bit. Uh, question number three for Mad. You need to catch up. Your first one is Derby County. But there's no minus one or anything here, is there? No, oh, no, no just I guess. know this one. I know this one straight away. It's Dar Derby County. Um, Derby County. I'm going to go very old school on this. Um, I think. And, oh, no, wait. Can I try? No, it's not him. Is it Glen Roder? I don't know. Is that your guess? Yes. Incorrect. QPR for four points. I think I know this one. Derby and QPR. Mm-hmm. Pardew? I'm going to give you a five. Pardew is incorrect. Wolfsburg. What in the name Derby, of... QPR, and Wolfsburg. Yeah, I think I'm sure it's who I think it is. Okay. I'm going to give you a couple of seconds, Matt. And then I'm going to give you the clue that will give you the answer. 
and you're going to shake your head when I tell you for two points. Are you going to go? I'm disgusted that Dave knows this night isn't exposed as a okay. fraud. For two points, Newcastle United. That doesn't help at all. <laughs> no, I know. The last Did I guess the team at one point? Did you minute. say Wolfsburg, you, Derby, yeah, well, and QPR? QPR, Derby, Wolfsburg, Newcastle. For two points, Newcastle. Well. I can give you the one point clue. I need the two points here. I'm not. I think the one point, point you'll get it. To be fair, go on, sure, fuck it. Okay, the one point is England. I knew. It, I, I knew. Say, it, I, I was going to say and... Keegan. No, is that your final answer? Yeah. I've, okay, I've, one guess. One guess. Who are you guessing? Ke- yeah, I've thrown Keegan out there. I'm totally lost. Keegan is incorrect, Dave. Can I guess? Steve McLaren. Steve McLaren is correct. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to give you a point Steve for that McLaren. because you I had that derby. Genuinely, I had that derby. I don't remember okay. Steve McLaren at QPR and I don't remember Steve McLaren at Wolfsburg. I remember him at FC20. Yeah, well, I couldn't give you that one because that would have been a little bit too easy. Dave, one of my favourite Italian teams, Palermo. Walter Zinger. Fucking out. Yes. That's a great. I mean, okay. There's, there's, there's definitely not parity here in, in these levels. Like, you're giving them one. It, they've had one Italian manager yeah. ever, and you give them an Italian. <laughs> like, and then the Chris Hutton versus Lopetegui. Hang It's, it's going to no. get harder. Al Nasser, New England Revolution, Wolves, and Sampdoria. Next up for you, Mad, is West Ham. Glenn Roder. Incorrect. Second is West Bromwich Albion. You said him just mad. I was going to say, is it Pardew? It is Pardew. With the, if you do the dance, I'll give you a bonus point. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Dave, question Take number five. Benfica. Bruno Lodge. Incorrect. Thanks, fuck, for that. Lazio. Just remember, there could be anyone now. It, it's it could be anyone. They might not. They might not have managed your team. They might not have managed Matt's team or Joe's team or my team. It could be anyone. Benfica. This is where you claw back, Matt. Mm. Lazio, Benfica, and Lazio. No, not Fonseca. Okay. Nope. For three points, Mexico. Mexico. Aguirre, is it? Xavier Aguirre? No, I'm not going to put a name down that I can't pronounce. Next up, you might get it here. For two points, Leicester City. Oh, that changes things, actually. Leicester and Mm. Benfica. Benfica, Lazio, Mexico, Leicester City. Oh, you don't get minus points. If you think a guess, you can guess it. Claudio Ranieri. Incorrect. And the last one is England. Benfica, Lazio, oh. Mexico, Leicester and England. It's not Robson, is it? It's not Robson. No. Who is it, Matt? Sven. Sangori Eriksson. Correct. Oh, I knew that. Three, I didn't three points, points one, two, three. I didn't know. No. Uh, your one. You can claw some back now. Dave has gone. He's... He's, he's, he's gone blank. Question number five for you, Matt. Derby County. Don't say fucking Glenroder. Fuck it out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it would have to be him eventually. Um, so I can just guess. I might as well just guess randomly, really. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Moyes. Incorrect. 
Is he managed Derby? No, he hasn't. <laughs> I'm just shooting randomly. Leeds United. Allardyce. Incorrect. Remember, this could be anyone in history, right? For three points, Brighton. Derby. I know this now. Derby, Leeds and Brighton. Derby, Leeds. Brighton. Brighton's thrown me off, actually. And I wrote this, by the way. Yeah, I'm not good at Brighton, like, before. Did he definitely manage at Brighton? Have you he definitely it? managed at Brighton for one year. And Brighton and Leeds and Derby, Leeds and... Did you say Leeds and Derby? Dave, yeah. do you know this? No, not not okay. after he said one year, Brian. It's like, it's like carry on? Yeah. Two points. Nottingham Forest. Derby, Leeds, Brighton, Nottingham Forest. Oh. I'm so bad at this game. Derby Forest. and Forest. Derby and Forest. Forest is probably his most famous club, to be fair. Clough? Brian Clough is correct. I assumed he meant Brian, to be fair. Matt, David, question number six. We've got to be quick now. Juventus. Allegri. Incorrect. We'll pull four points. Inter Milan. Uh, Capello. There's so many. No, that is incorrect. Next up is the Italian national team. Crap with Italians. Um... What was Inga would like to say now? <laughs> mm. uh, uh, Mancini? Incorrect. He's then gone over to, well, I don't know when, but he went to Tottenham. Oh. Over oh, here, over here, over Conte. Here. Now, Conte is correct. Joe Mundo. The last one I was going to give you was Chelsea. Next up for Mad, it's Juventus. <laughs> this is all so random and crazy. You just don't know where to go. <laughs> like, um, nope. just keeping on your toes. Allegri. Incorrect. Roma. He's managed Juventus and Roma for four points, Mad. Juventus and Roma. You might as well guess. I'm not going to give you a blank. I will give you a guess. Uh, Juventus and Roma. I mean, think about the managers that we have given you so far. Doesn't They're not like completely unknown managers as well, Gerner. Juventus and Ancelotti? I don't know. Ancelotti is going correct. He then has managed also at Valencia for three points, Matt. Juventus, Roma and Valencia. Valencia. That's very fucking random. Yeah. Italian, Italian manager Valencia. All I can, all I can think of is good too. You're pissing this, by the way. No, it's not good too. So next up is Chelsea. Juventus, Roma, Valencia, and Chelsea. Two points. He has been mentioned already tonight. I know. Well, he has. I bet she has. It's not Walter Zenga. Juventus, Roma, Valencia, and Chelsea. So much easier when you've got the answers in front of you, isn't it? It definitely <laughs> is way easier when you've the answers in front of you. Chelsea and all their managers is driving you insane. Okay, we'll give you one point, Mad, because you're going to get it on this one. Leicester City. Oh, do you know oh. what? 
it's briefly you were going to Ranieri, of course. You were going to say Ranieri, of course. I couldn't get Mancini out of my head. Mancini was stuck in my head. I don't know why. I couldn't get him out of my head. That's a shame. Terrible. Terrible David. Game. River Plate. Uh, Bielsa. For four points. Via Real. This one is clearly meant for Joe. <laughs> um, San Paoli. For three points. West Ham. Who did you say? River Plate and who? Sorry. River Plate, Val- uh, Villarreal and West Ham. Pellegrini? Pellegrini is yes. correct. I was going to go and follow up with Real Madrid and Malaga, which is uh, awesome. Right, question number seven. We only got a couple left. Mad, you need fucking snookers. Uh, question number seven. <laughs> Birmingham City. Steve Bruce. Watford for four points. Oh, Zola. Zola yeah. is correct. Good shout. I was going to go for West Ham, Italy under 16s, would have probably threw <laughs> you a little bit. <laughs> I, would have, I would have left. Why would that be the one point? I would have left the goal. Because it's, it's just brutal, isn't it? I wasn't. Uh, yeah, I right, yeah. Left it was, he's literally managed five clubs, and uh, Cagliari was the other one. So like, I literally had to just put it in somewhere. Uh, right. Uh, question number eight, David. Real Madrid. Ancelotti. Valen- uh, sorry, not Valencia. Juventus. Four points. Uh, Allegri. <laughs> For three points, AC Milan. Ancelotti. You, you said that for the first no. game. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to take that guess, Dave. Capello. Yeah. Capello is correct. England and then Roma was the next one. So yeah, good shot. This is really annoying because I know all Dave's ones and not mine. (laughs) (laughs) Mad. Gillingham. What? Gillingham. No, I'll take another. Gillingham. I'll I'll take another card, please. Watford. (laughs) What the fuck? Uh, Roy Hodgson. Norwich for three points. Oh, no. Jesus Christ. Gillingham Watford. I think I know who this is. Is he for real? I see Dave knows what oh, fuck this. Gillingham no, his man said this tonight. No comment. <laughs> I've said every manager that's ever managed. <laughs> I know it is, and this is why it's fucking on. funny. Norwich, three points. For Sorry, two, G- Mad. Can I have just well, Gillingham, okay. Gillingham, Gillingham, Watford, Watford, Norwich, and then for two points, Newcastle City, Newcastle United. Glen fucking Roger. <laughs> Glen Roger. <laughs> I knew it. God rest your soul. Oh, yeah, then oh, West Ham was going to be the last one. Right, last question. Uh, quadruple points for this one, just to make it fucking interesting. Uh, so for 20 points, Dave, Sporting Lisbon. Um, Mad yours is gettable as well, by the way. I know, but I want to guess now for his one. Sporting. Okay, we could probably no, both do that, fine, actually. No, we could do that. On the- don't bother. I'll only get Um... Amarim. Let's see all these. Fourth. Uh, for 16 points. PSV. Shit. Robson. Is correct. Amazing, Dave. That's, which that's Robson class. is he going for now? <laughs> which, which Robson is it's he going Bobby for? It's Bobby Robson. Yeah, is actually... Right, 
He, yeah, he yeah. Meant I, I gave you class. Well, I was going to say Brighton, wasn't he? He met Brighton. Yeah, yeah, he actually is, Bobby. He definitely met Brighton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sporting, PSV, Ipswich, Newcastle, and then England. Um, oh, right. I even tried to make it so Mad could win, but he's not going to. Uh, Mad, your final question. Uh, Southampton. Sooness. <laughs> of all the Southampton managers, and he's got to manage five clubs. <laughs> it's never going to be Newcastle Sooness. Newcastle's stuck on my head still. <laughs> Birmingham City. Southampton and Birmingham. I know this actually. Dave, fuck off now. <laughs> One of the clubs is West Ham, that's all I'll tell you. Southampton, it's... Birmingham and West Ham. It's not West Ham. I don't know about West Ham. I don't know about any of these clubs managers. It's, it's um, not West Ham. He hasn't he hasn't managed at West Ham. Sorry, who's Birmingham and Southampton? Birmingham sorry? and Southampton. Go on, I don't know, man. Okay, for 12 points, West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely hate this quiz more than life. Okay, for eight points, Tottenham Hotspur. I'm getting lost now with all the teams actually up. Okay, Spurs. Southampton, Birmingham, West Ham and Tottenham Hotspur. Southampton, West Ham, Birmingham and Spurs. Southampton, West Ham, Birmingham, Spurs. Do you know what, Dave, yeah? I, I think every person in the car so is shouting at you right now. I'm so tired. Do you want the uh, last one? Because this will give it away. Why not? QPR. Is it Portsmouth. Right yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well done, Mad. Well done. I'll okay. give you four points for that one. Uh, Mad, you finished that quiz on 24 points. No, I didn't. I finished in second okay. place. Dave, you <laughs> finished that quiz on 40 points. Um, so, yeah, well done. One I'm of the quizzes, now, David. Highly contestable when I'm getting random English managers and Dave gets, who's that one Italian that managed uh, Wolves? And who's that other one Spanish yeah, person that managed Yeah, but I didn't know he managed Wolves. Wolves I just guessed. To be fair, if he said New England Revolution first, no way would have got it. I know, but that's what I mean. He's giving you Palermo and he's giving you Real Madrid and it's like Lopetegui. Sounds like there's I mean, a sore loser on today's podcast. It, it was fine when I gave you Tenerife and you knew it was Rafa Benitez, wasn't it? Uh, agreed. Was, to be fair, that was I a think, lucky guess. I'll be honest, man. If I had to do the quiz, Nottingham Forest, my first guess would have been Chris Hooten. Uh, Derby County would have been Steve McLaren. Like that, I would have got those easy. I Steve I'm one. going to quote you, yeah. dupe. It's easy when you've got the answers in front of you. It is, mate. No, <laughs> nah, I, I, I thought, yeah, no. Good quiz. My brain Hopefully is fucked that, after it. I just, I, I genuinely. Yeah, it's something a bit different. Something a bit different. Um, I can't take all the credit. I saw it on TikTok. Uh, that brings <laughs> episode, not the actual quiz. I had to make the quiz, but I saw the idea on TikTok. Um, Dave's mate, the, the boyfriend they did the quiz with. Um, that brings episode 342 to a close. You can find the links of each of us in the podcast description or by visiting fivestarpotential.com where you can find all of our latest football manager content. Five Star Potential is available on YouTube's, 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 iTunes, Spotify, and most other popular podcast apps and platforms of a new podcast release every single week. Thank you all for listening. There'll be more from us next week. Say goodbye, folks. Goodbye, folks. Goodbye, folks. Out of the same. You can't fucking publish that. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs>